Everybody talking about supply chain issues. Everybody's saying there are all kinds of bottlenecks. And now here we are just a few days away from Christmas. It affects that sort of our economy in one way. But for those companies that count on getting things from place to place with trucking, it affects them year-round. Joining us in the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline is Mike Wagner. He is the founder and the CEO of Target Freight Management. Mike, it's good to have you on the program. How are you, my friend? Doing great, Rick. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you here. I know that your company has helped people with a lot of different things. Management of freight, mode management, transportation consulting, doing different things to get the, you know freight auditing and, and that kind of stuff. Transportation, you do all these sorts of things. But I think before we get into that, I want to just ask about the CDL shortages that are out there. For commercial truck drivers, CDL licenses, why are there just not enough drivers out there right now? Or is it that people don't want to work i think it's more or less people just don't want to drive a truck i mean that's what it comes down to you know the thought of being on the road overnight for weeks at a time when you have families in today's day and age it's just very different you know even think back to when i was a kid and even coaching baseball now you know my parents never came to any of my games and i you barely saw parents at tons of games now every parents at every game i think mm. you know people are just so much more involved with their family Overnight, over-the-road driving is just not advantageous anymore. So it's not a matter of the fact that there are fewer CDLs, or maybe, but there's there's fewer people that want to use that license to drive over-the-road trucks. So I think that's part of it. Uh, you've got the minimum age of 21, which is an issue. You know, you can go serve in the military at 18 in our country. You can do, uh, you you can vote at 18, but you can't drive a, 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 an 18-wheeler. Yeah. You know that that's a that's a huge gap, and, and you think about. You know, kids that are graduating high school that don't want to go to college, that want to go into some type of career, they don't want to wait three years to get into that career. So if I'm 18, yeah, I can go drive a truck. And, hey, you can make you know, 130000 a year now driving a truck over the road if you're smart about it. But I don't want to wait three years from that. I'm going to go to the next, you know, maybe the, the boilermakers or, you know, carpentry work or plumbing or electric, where I can start immediately and start making great money immediately, if that makes sense. And also be home every night, right? You're not right. going to be you're somewhere in Texas. Your family. Right. You're, you're, you're spending that time. Inc. Magazine has looked at uh, Mike's company and has listed it, for instance, in the top 500 for fastest growing private companies. Pittsburgh Business Times calling it one of the best places to work a number of years ago. What is it about your culture and about what you do that makes it so attractive in those regards? Yeah, you know, I mean, we just, I think we run our company a little bit differently. We're kind of polar opposite from corporate America. You know, we, we're we're small, so we can move and shake for customers. So we're more advantageous for them. But, you know, I've always wanted to build a company that was great to work for, that people wanted to work for, and we've been fortunate to win some of those awards, no doubt. So what's going on with supply chain then? I mean, from what you know about trucking, what you've seen out there, what is the reason? What Why is it a bottleneck? There's just three, there's three huge factors in this, which people really need to, to realize. The first factor is if we go back to when China shut down initially, which they list as January 23rd, and then you think about when the U.S. shut down. I remember I was actually in Vegas when it happened. It was like March 11th or 12th. It was that Monday. Um, think about that scenario where we're constantly buying goods from China. They're constantly manufacturing goods for us. Well, they shut down January 23rd. Everything that's on the water is already on the water. Production has completely shut down in China. Nothing is being made. Yet these 
containers and ships are still moving over to the states, and we're moving this freight as it comes in, come you know January, February, and then in early March before we shut down. And remember, th- these things are on the water for six weeks at a time. Right. So you know, it's not something that you know you just throw it on the, on a boat and it's there in two days. It takes a while. So that's one factor. There's a manufacturing backup. So there's a huge gap in orders because the U.S. was still shooting over orders during that two months. China was shut down, so they're now backlogged two months. Then we shut down. We stopped moving anything in our country. All that freight that's on the water bottles up at the L.A. ports and all the ports throughout the country, and we're just in a holding pattern. And then we just do essential stuff at first so we're just pulling out the essential goods and essential customers only essential people are working meanwhile more orders are still going to china china's not making anything still and then you get in this point where all right we're out of stuff on the water we're out of we're out of commodities because there's nothing left so china opens back up they start shipping stuff over yet we're shut down and when we're shut down and they're back up the problem is is there's no money so for us to pay for the new product that we're ordering in China, we need to sell the product that's on the boat today. Right. But if that boat's stuck on the water for six, for, for 60 days before I can get my hands on it, my cash flow is a disaster at this point as a business owner. I can't buy more product. It causes not only a bottleneck, but it causes some of these other issues that you're seeing with limited resources and limited products that are usually used every single day, if that makes sense. No, Mike, that is one of the most succinct and straightforward explanations that I have heard as to what's going on with supply chain. So why doesn't that get to D.C.? Why doesn't that get to Beijing? And why don't we get this fixed? Well, you know, politics. Politics always ruins everything. You know that. I do. But that, that's I the do. thing is that's only one of the factors. There's, the other factors are in California – they have these stringent, you know, eco rules in place where if you have a truck that is 2017 or newer, you can enter the port. If your truck is 2016 or older, you can no longer enter the port due to emissions standards and EPA standards when it comes to those things. Well, when, when, when a guy buys a truck, if, I, if I'm a truck driver and I buy a brand new truck in 2015 and I don't see these regulations coming, well, that truck's going to last me 10 to 15, maybe even 20 years. And now you're telling me I can't pick up at the port because of a, you know, you know, emissions rule because my truck's not new enough. Can you retrofit it? So people, so trucks don't want to go pick up. Well, one, they can't go pick up in the port. And somebody who just bought a truck two years ago, three years ago, doesn't want to go buy a new truck right. just so they can pick up port traffic. So you have a lack of drivers and CDL drivers in the whole country. Then you have a lack of trucks that have the ability to pick up at the port combined with the port being overrun by so many containers to where they need to work 24 hours a day, which they weren't able to do until this last legislation got passed. And it's just all just, it's just a big wreck at the end. It sounds you know, like it's, it. just, just, it's just difficult to move it. And you got all these factors working against it and you have rail and you have some, that's why there's so much talk about autonomous vehicles because no one wants to drive a truck and we need to get freight moved. But now the rails are overrun. I mean, 15 years ago, the rails were almost out of business. Now they're booming again. I remember when Warren Buffett bought the railroad, it's like, man, he bought a, he bought a dying business, and he bought it right at the right time, like he buys everything at the right time. I was going to say, he's done that before, exploded. hasn't he, Mike? He's done that it's a time exactly. and ten. Hey, we need to get you back on. This is just some really common sense stuff. So after the new year, let's get you back on and continue our conversation and pick up where we left off about the bottleneck in California and how we get it uh, to the Americans who need it right now. Thanks for your time.
Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Really, Eric really Christmas great stuff. Family, right? Yeah, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it, Mike. You too. The president, CEO, founder of Target Freight Management, joining us, Mike Wagner on KDKA.